Show episode number 401. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We're back together. We're starting on a another new another round of 400. A- another round of 400. I mean, another round of 100 to get to another big number to get to 500 straight, which would be <laughs> takes like two years to get to those, but we'll get there. We'll Woo. get there. Woo. <laughs> good, to, good to be back with you. Sorry, we were apart for the landmark 400th episode, but we yeah. still but we still got together. I mean, we were together. I'm pretty digitally. sure for 100, 200. 300. 400, we're not there. I yeah. mean, it just yeah. happens. It just All happens. Right. We got a 75% for the on big the ones. On the 100th rate. <laughs> yeah. Well, on, on to another start, man. It was a good one. Uh, good weekend in New York, obviously. Uh, see, yeah, you had some really good memories, man. I was digging all the pics of uh, the family getting to see a lot of uh, stuff. I mean, and that's that's the goal. I mean, like, if you're going to be able to have to do this circus and travel and do the other shit, you know, to be able to reward your family with something like that. I mean, I'm sure you're credit card bills and other stuff on the Ooh. bank account is not going to be happy Ooh. but but for the memories i mean like he'll have that forever you yeah. know and she'll have that forever so you know that's good that's good it was cool no we had a good time man and you know i touched on a little bit last week but then obviously we, we, we had the rest of the week and we really did a lot of fun stuff and like i was telling my wife you know there was like one day left and there was still a bunch of things she wanted to go do and i was like get up early and go do them. Like, no matter how tired yeah. you are, like, go do them. Like, you don't know when we're going to be back here. Yeah. Like, there's places she So Did the Statue of Liberty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I've never was, seen – I've never been over the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I've been was, up to New York quite a bit, but I never have really had the time to kind of sightsee or whatever. And it's funny. I, I tell thought you that what, was pretty cool. My kid actually said that that was his favorite part of the trip. It was, really? like, the, the ferry ride out there that's and kind cool. of being on the water. And Well, that is that is pretty cool. That's unique. Yeah. We don't get many ferry rides out here. No, not, not a Vegas. lot of ferry rides <laughs> in, in, the, in the Vegas desert. He, yeah, I don't think he had ever been on – well, he had been on a boat, like, fishing with, with my dad. My dad but never, like, a big but something like yeah, that. Yeah, not something like that. That's so cool. that was pretty exciting for him. He was uh, – we went to the top of, of uh, One World Trade Center, so he got to see that. And uh, we saw the memorial and, and talked about that a little bit you know they haven't really learned about the whole thing in in school yet so i was like well look when when you get to this part and you start learning about it like just remember this moment and you know told him a little bit about it but like you said memories you create lives i mean my dad took me to new york for the first time when i was 12 and and i still remember it you know at this age so uh so it was cool forget it no it was cool it was cool and it really like i said last week and it, it really did resonate with me man new york manhattan in particular not always my favorite place yeah be, just and, it, and I'm not saying anything rude about it. It's just man, the crowdness and the trash yeah. and the and the it's just you know what I mean, I mean. There's trash there a little bit, <laughs> like you know what everywhere. I mean? it just like everywhere. It just I don't know. It gets to me or whatever. Um, but again, seeing it through his eyes, a kid for yeah. the first time, seeing Manhattan and being See? like, look at these massive buildings and look all at, this. You love you love New York now. I do. I, do. I, I, I have a every event now. I had a much better now. Again, I could not afford to do New York again yeah. like I did that. But I was like, you know, how many times are we going to be here? I was like, let let's go. Yeah. You know, did the VIP to the one world trade center and yeah. i mean just oh, like that's big time. you know what i mean what? well and they can't they can't hold that over you anymore you know you've done it now right you right. know it's like oh you're going back to new york and you know i would love to go to new york john john i'd love to. well you've honey, already we seen everything went. honey we just went <laughs> we just went we just seven went. years ago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honey tell me again when 10 years but when uh, 10 years passed that's funny but now we had a good time and listen man the event itself was entertaining man i thought the pfl did a good job. You know, they kept the pace going. I mean, it's still a long main it's card. Still long. Seven seven fights on a main card. Well, the fighters did what they needed to do, I think. They didn't have all they didn't have all decisions, which could yeah. have made it worse. But it seemed like you know, last year, even though the the thing was kind of running long, that they were still like, No, we gotta get in this package yeah. and we got into you know, hey, we put this video feature together, we gotta use it. And I think they really were more in tune to like, hey, you don't have to shove yeah. that programming in there. Like people yeah. just want to see fights, you yeah. know. And I thought they did a good job. And I just thought the the fight results were great. And of course, the drama in the main event. I mean, yeah. the, the the Kayla Harrison loss and um, man, it just you know gave you the shocking ending and yeah. and, and the the upset. It was a it was a solid event, man. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I have heard that quite a bit. Even people on our staff in in the latest episode of uh, Spinning Back, like that show that you used to be part of. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talked a lot about the pacing and what that was um 
But yeah, to go back to that, the PFL, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, you know, I think it was the right decision, you know, of giving Larissa the, the, the decision. I'm like, of course it yeah, was. Definitely. I was like, what fight were anybody else watching to think that it wasn't 100%. clearly in her, it was, in her favor? It was 2-2 two, two going. But it was exciting because it was 2-2 two, two going into the fifth. Yeah. And then even the fifth was back and forth. It was back and forth. But you but had I mean, to value like, the damage that oh, Larissa yeah. did early And on. that was like clearly through the whole fight. Yeah. You know, like uh, she was always in – Dominating positions was always giving Kayla like just the better of everything. Mm-hmm. The only reason why it didn't seem more uh, dominant in her fashion because Kayla's just so darn good that she was able to get out and survive some certain situations that yes. a lot of other people. It's funny everybody was like, "Oh, Larissa's the strongest hitting." It wasn't even like her striking did great, but it was all the work on the ground. Yeah, that it was, was, it was the part that was really was landing doing it. in the clinch and on oh the ground. God, it wasn't really in the stand-up department. The stuff when she was on the bottom and like the bomb she was throwing on Kayla was just nasty. I yeah. was like, oh my god, this is going to be it's like, it's funny because we're getting ready to talk about it a little bit with Kevin Holland. Like, we're about to see somebody else get knocked the fuck out from, you know, a fighter on the bottom. Right. You know, like she was doing such great damage. But yeah, when it got to the end, clearly in my mind, I was like, okay, well, wow. Yeah, that I don't know if Got that was a done. decision that PFL wanted. You know, I mean, it was it was tough. I mean, that was the biggest star, but I mean, there was no guarantee she was going to be back next year, anyways. I, I mean, so it's, is it good that your your star gets beaten and it sets up the possibility of a rematch? You know, in in that sense, it could be the best thing for PFL because now if Kayla really wants to grow, wants to learn, I was a little surprised. Well, maybe not. Of just how over emotional and how uh, how hard she sort of took it right after, you know. I, I thought that, uh, you know, as much she had almost made peace in her mind that she was almost done with the PFL. But I think with this point with that loss, now I can see where those competitor juices are going to be flowing in her head where she's going to want to take that win back. Got to right that wrong. You know, even though like uh, Pacheco even said, you're up two yeah. to one, you yeah. know, like, but hey. You want to run it back? Let's right. do that, you know. And so it's great for for Kayla to to do that. But man, I thought it was just such a wonderful fight in the sense of it was great lead up. You had the one person I picked Kayla. I think everybody in our staff, except for maybe to. one, picked Kayla. To. But to see the fight go that way, I think everybody was just so intrigued and so into it. And I think it couldn't have played out any better. If if it would have went like that back and forth, back and forth, and Kayla won, I think it, a lot of people were like, oh, okay, well, told you she was tested, but right. we knew she was going to pull it out. Right. To have it like this, it was almost like, wow, there really is some you know equalness in the other parts of the that division. There are some people that can stand up to it. I hate the fact that people are coming out and say, well, see, Cyborg would have destroyed her. Cyborg would have destroyed you know, her. Like, yeah, I, I was like. Why haven't y'all been saying that up to this point? Up to this point, y'all bought into it too and just believed it. Larissa just came out and just did the thing, man. Like she was just fantastic. She's I mean, worked for three years on being ready for this fight. Yep, and she was. Yeah, and she went out there and delivered, man. And I, I it thought was great. It I was, thought it was great. And I will say, yeah, the, you know, it was painful to see the emotion from Kayla. I like Kayla a lot, yeah, man. Who I doesn't? She, I mean, you have to. It was painful to see the emotion, but it's similarly, it's cool to see just the way she's carried herself right. like afterwards. Almost, it was almost better seeing that because if she would have came out there and just would have been so super quiet, stoic, and, and just been like, well, on to the next right. one. But I would have been like, oh, man. No, you see how Did much that she really, cares. Yeah, now you can tell she cared. you know. And yep. I think maybe at, at, at points listening to her, it almost seemed not that she didn't care, but that she in her mind she had already worked three different possibilities of what was next elsewhere. Yeah, this brought her back to the moment of oh hey, did you maybe put enough into this preparation? Were you really enough prepared for this? You know, blah blah blah. And now that you know she's had this loss, now I think it's amazing to, to the possibilities of what this is going to do for her now that she's tasted defeat and she knows okay, what did I take into this and what can I change for the next time? Yeah. I I don't think it's the worst thing for, for, for the PFL either. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it does set up a massive rematch between them. And it sounded like Kayla was going to do her final two fights next year and leave anyway and, yeah. and, and go. And Maybe that'll change. Maybe she'll stay. But if, if nothing else, like you said, you kind of gave somebody else the rub, so to speak. Yeah. And now you got somebody else that's talented. And it had a lot of people talking. And I'll tell you what, man. After leaving, you know, New York and flying home and thinking about it, and, and again, this was the first one I was at, so maybe it gave me a little bit different feel. But it seems like everybody that was watching online, you know, enjoyed the product as well. But it made me yeah. feel really good about kind of 
where MMA is at right now, man. PFL seems like they're better than they've ever been. Obviously, one championship this weekend. They've got another prime yeah. video card. Feels like yeah. they're better than they've ever been. I know people are frustrated with Bellator in terms of, you know, I don't see as much of it because it's on Showtime and that sort of thing. But they still have some fantastic fights and some yeah. big million-dollar tournaments. And, you know, they're signing talent. You're starting to see these – Russians come in that you've never heard of that are like 17 and 0 and you watch them and you're like oh my god this dude's an absolute stone cold killer you know what I mean it's just I don't know it's it's good I mean the UFC still the dominant brand no question about yeah. it USC is you know head and shoulders above everybody else but when you have all these other options where people can get paid and make money and yeah. work it's good. It's those good big for the numbers sport. those big numbers is what attracts you know you got people off to the side like oh my goodness Six fighters are going to win a million. Me being the skeptical on my head, I'm like, okay, now we're, we're going to have what? New York taxes? I know. Then they're going to have U.S. taxes. <laughs> I was like, I know. None of these mofos are walking away with a million dollars. That was all like foreign champs too, I know. right? I felt so, they're so all bad. Paying international for them. taxes. I, felt I think you could so file and bad. get it back though if you get it paid through Eventually, your LLC. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. They all have LLCs. <laughs> yeah, every single one of them has LLCs already set up and ready to go. Uh, but yeah, I thought about that. But still, I mean, it's it's life changing money. And even just they'll have that, that they'll have that memory. They're going to have that bragging. Whether they walk away with five hundred thousand, seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars, it's all life changing money for well, most well, of those this fighters. Why, that, this is why I said on the and a half episode, and the way I felt it, because it is cool to see six fighters' lives change yeah. right in one night, especially because the cause the selection of fighters that did it, man. These people all had like real journeys. It wasn't yeah. some flash in the pan or whatever. So it was really cool. But what I said was, look. It's not it's not like I never have to fight again or never have to work again money. But think about if somebody walked up and handed you with money and said, Hey, you know what? Go ahead, pay off your house right now. Yep. Pay off your vehicles. Make sure that any pay back debt those you've coaches. Gone, yeah, make, make sure that any debt you people. have, all your credit yeah. cards are gone. Make sure all that's make sure you're completely out of debt. Um, and go ahead and have a little nest egg for a little bit of investment in a business that you've been thinking about. Yeah. And then and then keep going. That's and it. Then, you know what yeah, I mean? Like and if then I, you start the new year completely as if a I had new. no mortgage payment, no car payment, no debt payments, yeah. like I wouldn't have to make very much money to survive, you know what yeah. I mean? But with those things, well, until to do, Daniela wants to go on that next trip, until yeah. she wants to go to New York again, and then I definitely needed to win another Grand Prix. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? But you're right. I mean, and when you think of it like that, like who wouldn't want that opportunity? And that's every single one of them. You know, like obviously, you know, it's it's great to think like, oh, you know, you got a million dollars, but even if you have the taxes, but yeah, what they're able to take away from that, like you said, that's like a fresh start. It's a brand new. Just to be reinvigorated and to have no debt, no whatever. Pretty cool. How cool would that be? Yeah. Like, <laughs> pretty cool. I'm like, can we please get my student loans canceled? How good would I feel? <laughs> Let alone a big old check with extra zeros on the end of it. You know? Would you have taken a fight at the end of Train Alta if you could get your student debt erased? Fuck if you were yeah. big. <laughs> 100%. I already got the darn email that says, like, you, your thing's been approved. We're just waiting for this stupid. Uh, legal challenges oh, so are you getting it wiped out uh i uh, think if it i have a pell grant so i will get 20 20 grand out of, i right now i have thirty thousand dollars out so they'll knock it down to 10 grand if if it goes through hopefully that's huge it's, that's huge it's outrageous where's my big check i feel like i have a big check just waiting <laughs> waiting they're sitting in the cage waiting to flip it over with my name good for you man yeah. that's awesome that's good so, news but it's it's like such a huge tease it's like they sent the thing like oh you've been approved and i'm just like but it didn't i and even then i'm like i know i've at least been approved for the 10 i did get the pal like i should be the, the full 20 or whatever but in, again it's all nothing until it's it passes it can get completely shut down and I was like well that was a almost a really oh, cool thing it's not all the way done no I mean because the there's legal challenges by Florida and a couple states you know oh. uh, obviously the states they're trying to say oh you're you're hurting our money because if we can't make these people pay us we're gonna lose part of our income that we could blah blah I'm like that's cool. Fuck that state. <laughs> Screw them. How about us? I don't live in that state. How don't I don't live in that state? But in obviously, Nevada. are we they, all cool with yeah, it here in Nevada? We're cool. We good? We're cool. We're out we in the wild west, dog. <laughs> uh, but you know, they're trying to make it so that it's good for everybody. But whatever. Um, yeah, you asked about Ulta. If 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 you could clear my debt, and I I would take that fight. One hundred percent. What's so funny is that the guy I went to Alta with is the guy that they would that would they wanted me to fight. <laughs> it's funny. You'd have been training your training your training partner. Yeah, he was. Like, he's like, come on, man. Because uh, I got that was like the former defensive lineman. No, that guy. He did. He was supposed to fight somebody else. Uh, he ended up, I think, due to injury or something uh, with his family, he dropped out. No, there's this other guy, Mike, um, that was supposed to fight somebody else, but 
during the course of training, the coach is like, I know you don't want to fight, but I think you could really put him on him. You could, I think you could fight him. And I'm like, bro, like he's the one guy I think I really like out of this <laughs> class. I was like, I don't want to have to fight him. I was like, and I told Mike even that night, I was like, you know, I was like, if you would have asked me to fight because it's the only way that you would have fought, I was like, of course I would have fight you. But I was like, I don't want to fucking fight. Yeah. I don't want to because obviously I'm gonna want to win. And last thing I would want to do is take something that you really want I'm like I don't really care right if I ever fight but this is he wanted to fight so I think he might try to do it again uh the next one they're gonna let some of the guys uh continue on the next class but skip like the first 10 weeks um for like which is like conditioning and stuff like that to let them try to do it again so they're they already another train alto program yeah it's supposed to start I think maybe at the beginning of the year or something wow because this one was you know it's funny we look I saw how a bunch of the other ones happened at uh a lot of other gyms but the one here man was just kind of I hate to say it, it was just sort of mismanaged and nothing by the the staff here it was more like the alta people just dropping the ball like gear wasn't got to the guys till the very end it was supposed to be 20 weeks it turned out to be like 30 weeks right you know cuz they couldn't get the events right you know and that's that's a that's a big ask and that's why Oscar was so ready for that thing to be over cuz it just kept dragging on and Shot dragging past on when it was the initial schedule so i think they decided all right well we're going to fix some things whatever but they they made the opportunity for the guys that couldn't find that they couldn't find fights for to give them the opportunity to do it again or something so yeah, but yeah, I won't be in on that one. I wouldn't mind getting some training. I do want to talk to some of the folks there about just trying to go and just keep working out or whatever. But yeah, well, you can be like a mentor or something like that. Like, you know, I've been through this, so let me guide you through the experience. But I don't have it because they'd be like, "But bro, you didn't fight, so uh, did you really go through? Did uh, you? At least that's what I hear in my head. No, no, you, know? you still made it here in my head. I guess while we're talking about training, Alta, uh, you got an update right on on Oscar's Hatties uh, fight that the, the yeah, broadcast he, is going to be released soon, airing on December second. So uh, Oscar does say. He did say, because I told him, I was like, bro, give me that footage. I want to put it on the Patreon. And uh, he said, of course, we could have it, but he's waiting until the, they air it. So, they get to, of course, they have the rights. Yeah. They got to air it first. I mean, we know it. We know all about you know airing things before things are supposed to air and yeah, you know. the possible legal challenges of well, you know. <laughs> you know. I mean, we'll send I you, see you, we'll, EA. We'll send you to our team. <laughs> <laughs> EA Sports knows about it. Whoa. Yeah, so I think he wants to air, but yeah, um, I know that you said that you got to see a clip. I mean, I'm really looking forward to see you know the whole broadcast deal, but also be able to hear you guys call it because we we're on the opposite side. Funny enough, that room wasn't that big, but I couldn't hear anything really that the coaches were saying or that you guys were saying. Right. So it'd be interesting to to see how it uh, sounds with the the full bells and whistles and all the other stuff. <laughs> it's funny because I I meant to ask you now that I have you and you got me thinking about the Ulta fight. What the hell happened on the very first fight? The very first round that was supposed to be two minutes, 16 seconds was up on the screen. Then it goes away, and then we're like, "Why isn't the why isn't the round ending? Why isn't the round ending? and it kept going? It kept going." Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I the, the <laughs> I hate to I hate to say I mean I hate to put a name to it just because everybody's gonna go like, "Oh come on." But the timekeeper in Nevada is Steve Mazzagatti. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. And I love Steve Mazzagatti. He's like the nicest dude ever, man. Like, he got unfairly just chastised by Dana all the time. And he's like a great like kickboxing referee. I think he's like a fireman as well. Yeah. And, and and he's a great timekeeper. But I guess there was just a miscommunication on whether they were supposed to be three-minute rounds, rounds or two-minute two minute three rounds. Minutes. So he had that it was supposed to be three-minute three. rounds. And to his credit, I actually heard the same thing. So I think there was some miscommunication over just what was going on. Yeah. And so – uh, so he had it set for a three-minute round, and we all thought it was two, and it was supposed to be two. And those poor so guys. So how did you guys play it off? Well, we, I mean, we we didn't play it off. We were like, uh, I guess we're just getting a little just extra time. Up. Yeah, I mean, you know how we do. We just yeah. call it like it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I felt so bad for those guys because you know the adrenaline dump is so bad. Oh yeah. And you know it's like two, and it's always funny with these amateur fights because I've been calling tough enough for years. In two minutes, when you first you're like two minutes, I could do anything for two minutes. But you get out there, man, and you're, you're under yeah. the lights and there's cameras and you're getting punched live for the first time and your adrenaline is insane, right? And then it goes to, you know, they got to be thinking to, like, well, oh my God, the why, is, why is this still going on? It's <laughs> like, this is just crazy. This is just crazy. Because by the end, the third round, they were so spent. Like, they were just done for oh, yeah. Not as bad as like the third fight. But they were so spent, you know. The, the, the guy, uh, one of those guys, ended up going back in the back and getting like on oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was so funny, and I, I, this was over all the supporters over patreoncom slash Roach. I've already heard this because when we talked to Hot T himself afterwards, but uh, you know, 
Oscar actually was the next fight up, and he saw yeah. one of those guys walking back there who's just been through an absolute brawl that had an extra minute involved yeah. anyway, and is like kind of beat up and kind of exhausted. And Oscar was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he's like, "I didn't." In that footage from that Jose has, he's yeah. like, "I did not need to see that." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, it was so funny. So yeah, those poor guys, man, in their first round, they got stuck with, and I even think it ended up going longer. I think it was like a minute and something extra long. Because so. guys had to figure it out, and they're like, "All right, do we just when then, do we, when yeah, do we just and then, call and, then from, it? and I think Steve was like, "So what do I do?" now like i think they, they were just telling like just in the round yeah. just in the round like i don't know because it did feel like it was even longer oh, i was like man. oh my god but like because i remember we were noticing and i was like bro this is way beyond this is way beyond it was crazy but shit happens that's live production it's, i mean it's live production stuff just and sometimes again it could be just like a bout sheet change or something like yeah. that and, it, and it's and it's incorrect and again this was kind of a special promotion because it's with the not necessarily with the organ train also yeah, those poor guys, man. Yeah. It was well, speaking fun. of, I, I remember I, I forgot to ask Oscar, but like, I was so glad I was able to be there uh, to shoot the weigh ins. How cool is it that they're weigh ins then to have Randy be the guy that was actually there in between them, like squaring them off? Like, pretty awesome, right? How cool was that? I love it because when Oscar got into that dude's face, Randy didn't even bat an eye, just yeah, slid right. over to make sure he got in the perfect position. I was like, Randy's a pro. That is pretty cool. And right? I was like, and if anything did pop off, it's like, Yo, I think I got this I hand. I got like, this. I got <laughs> one, one under each arm. He's securing both. He's I was like, that was the coolest thing ever. I mean, out of the whole thing, I was like, you know, if on Fremont memory, Street, on Fremont with Street, Randy Couture, with Randy Couture. I was like, how cool was that? So cool. I was so glad I was able to shoot that for him. But yeah, I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, so but. I'll tell you. So it, it, it was back to back nights, and that part of it was all like the way it started because that was yeah. the first fight of the first night, right? But it ended up being a fun couple of nights and crazy because I don't know if you heard about this, but the, the second night, and it's on UFC Fight Pass, so if anybody wants to go see the replay uh, of Tough Enough on UFC Fight Pass, it's still there. And uh, Mackie Patolo and his um, opponent at, at the end, like, the, the crowds, the, the fans started, like, arguing with each oh, other. Oh, so yes, I remember that. I so did watch that. It was it was mad. So they, they actually cleared, kudos, they cleared the room, right? Kudos to security, right? So they cleared the room out, which I did kind of wonder, like, clear the room out like aren't they all going out there into the hallway like <laughs> you just want the fight out there instead That's of it. here not in here but uh so they cleared it out and then uh, Mahoney and I were just like, well, I guess we're done. I guess that's it, right? And so, we, but we said, well, we better wait and make sure. Uh, so we waited because there was still one fight left. There was a swing fight that was supposed to be on the prelims, got moved to afterwards because we were running long on the prelims and we had a hard start time on the main card. So they brought those fighters back in an empty building. The DJ left, like, because he assumed, like, when it went crazy, the the DJ was like, well, I'm out. So there's no DJ to play any music or anything. So they do, bro, they do the full, I hope Who they take this the and DJ? show this somewhere. I can't believe, believe the DJ just leaves. DJ bounced, Like, bro. he doesn't wait for, like, the production guy to be like, okay, you're clear. DJ was He's like, I'm like, out. <laughs> He's like, they said clear the building, I'm out. So uh, <laughs> so they do the walk. I hope somebody taped this and, and, and it airs somewhere because they they did the walkout with no music yeah. and nobody in there. There's like wow. – and and it's me and Mahoney calling it, and I'm sitting right next to the cage, and you know my voice isn't exactly quiet, so I just know that they're like listening. I mean, yeah. they can already hear what I'm saying anyway, oh, yeah. I'm sure, but there's no music. There's no crowd. Like, it was it was weirder than – at least in COVID, we still had walkout music. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't even have walkout music. Yeah. It was the most bizarre thing ever, so – Especially uh, that room. It helped definitely having the people in there because I remember I couldn't hear you, but there was always just like a, a sort of that underlying hum of people right. talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to not have that – yeah. Wow, that'd be like that first like weird apex show when everybody was like just super so quiet and didn't almost felt like they couldn't talk. Yeah. Like the coaches were just like, Oh, this what is weird. But yeah, I did watch that and I do remember that. I forgot crazy, all man. about that. It was a while. I mean I mean he kind of oh, brought it on. Hundred percent brought it on himself. You he, know? He, he he ran out of the cage <laughs> yeah. to go confront the to fans. Go confront him, and then they him. were like I was like Bro, like, yeah. there's a bunch of, like, Hawaiians and shit, right? Oh, they like, weren't taking him, What bro. are you doing? <laughs> they were ready to attack him, man. It was crazy. That was a good fight. He, that was, he, it, was a, it was a really good fight. Good it's, fight. Wor it's worth watching it on Fight yeah. Pass. It's uh, it's good. So, fun fun times with Tough Enough, man. It was it was a crazy stretch of events, man. I mean, I look back, and in a three-week stretch, dude, I had the PFL in New York, which I wasn't commentating, but just to be at their finals and to have my family and be in New York was fun. But, you know, the commentary of, uh, of Tough like Enough. You're just like a full-time commentary. Of, like, do you even do you even report on the sport anymore? I mean, I still do to a degree. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. I'm trying to do more commentary. In fact, I'm I'm not at liberty to discuss yet, but I'm actually uh, in discussions with another organization as well that I'm going to start uh, working with next year. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying trying to do more commentary. I mean, yeah. I would have still liked to report on the sport uh, and do commentary, but somebody decided that they weren't that interested in that for me. So, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, so, yeah, December 2nd, uh, BN Sport. Uh, so, if you have that channel, BN Sport, I don't know if, if they have streaming live. I don't know what platform is on, but BN Sport is the name of it. Um, so, check it out December 2nd. You can watch there. And then, if you're over at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, we'll, uh, we, we might have some. We're going to for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try at least. Uh, all right. Well, BN Sport, just hit us up. We'll give you the legal team. We'll let you know exactly where to reach out with that request. I mean, uh, <laughs> we're going to put hyperlinks to your product on our website. There you go. <laughs> it, you might not see the hyperlink. It'll look a lot like some embedded video, but just know. It's no. It, it's just purely, <laughs> it's purely, purely your site. Oh, man. All right, listen, sitting down to record this on a Wednesday afternoon like we always do, uh, sometimes Wednesday evening, but today it came over right after yeah, the Mexico game with Saudi Arabia. Enjoying any World Cup at all, man? I know you're not a huge soccer guy, no, but I, I, watched, in a little? I watched the U.S. Iran game. Uh, mm. I did watch the Argentina. I think it was just because that was the channel that I get on the TV behind me. They right. did switch to the the end of the Mexico uh, fight. Uh, Saudi Arabia about match, fight, match whatever game something <laughs> after uh, so I did see the Argentina one um, I've been putting it on as like background noise I did actually you know it's funny because it was the USA game was right in the middle of like the work day but I did sort of keep getting out of my seat and actually watching that game as for the other it's ones it's game. been more like background noise and They're stuff They're pretty early here in Pacific time yeah. so most of the game I mean the games are like 5 a.m. 8 a.m. 11 a.m. that US I was so bummed because I, I would think when I turned the USA game on it was already like 20 minutes in, I was oh, like, wow. oh, please don't. I was like, I was like, please don't tell me I missed it. Listen, I love the World Cup. I know, you know, I know that a lot of people, I mean, globally, I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast internationally probably are big fans of soccer slash football as well. But <laughs> the U.S. audience, I know, might not, might not care for it as much. But I mean, yeah. even if you're not somebody that watches a lot of soccer, uh, I would definitely watch the World Cup, man. I, I think it's so it, it's so interesting. I mean, obviously the U.S. game doesn't happen fun. often. I mean, once every four years, yeah. uh, we're having a good time. I think I'd say it's almost more entertaining. Well, I, I guess I take that back. I was going to say some parts of it are more entertaining than like the Olympics. You know, the Olympics comes like I think say so. like the Winter Olympics or whatever is every every four years, even though the the, the two between the yeah. summer and that are every two. But there's just more variety in the Olympics. That's but true. I think uh, but I, like I found myself better. watching this World Cup more than I watched a lot of the yeah. the uh, the Olympic games. Games. Um, but yeah, it just kind of. It was pretty intense today. The, the Mexico game, uh, yeah. they ended up not advancing, but you know, they were kind of dead in the water early, but they battled in and yeah. like the Argentina game was going, the Argentina Poland game was going the way they needed it to. Their game was going the way they needed it to. They got it to a point where there's like nine minutes left on the clock and they're going to not advance because of yellow cards, man. That that oh, was wow. the tiebreaker they were down to was because they had more yellow cards than Poland did, so they weren't going to make it. But if they scored another goal, they would have gone through and they ended up uh, conceding one to uh, to Saudi Arabia that kind of dashed their chances. But, yeah. uh, man, it was uh, it was – it was a, a fun game to watch, and it was drama, and I love it. And uh, man, I'll, I'll have the kid up at, at seven a.m. on Saturday morning to watch this. Saturday is going to be a long like day. Or are you just waking him up? I'm making him watch it. I'm making him watch. <laughs> now, he, you know, listen, my kid's ten years old. He likes playing soccer. Yeah, I was he say, doesn't if he's have trying to play. He span. should watch it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, I, I think so. Just because, look, I mean, you need to know what it is you're trying to emulate when you're on the field or what have yeah. you. You know, um, but you know, and, and and listen, I'm already setting money aside, man, because four years from now. Uh, the U.S., Canada, and Mexico are jointly hosting uh, the World Cup. My kid will be 14 Whoa. at the time. And I, I really want to take that opportunity. You know, talk about memories and stuff. I mean, I want to take an opportunity to take him to some World Cup games. Ideally, I mean, you know, again, I think it all sorts down to how much, uh, you know, tickets are and that sort of thing. But ideally, I'd love to go to at least one game in Canada, one game in the United States, and one game in Mexico. You know, one, one game in all three countries, That'd I think, be would, be, cool. would be a pretty cool What do you think? It's funny because I brought it up in uh, the Junkie Slack channel because I've only seen it a couple times. What do you think of uh, the Peyton Manning, uh, David uh, – David Beckham, or commercial. I, I, the first time I the saw it, I cracked up a little bit. I thought bit. it was a great commercial. I thought it was a good commercial. He's like, I got you to say soccer. Yeah. He's like, oh, this, I, I thought, I thought, I thought it, was it was so funny. well done. And then I know some of the other guys are like, oh, it was great until I've seen it the bazillion time. And I was like, well, I haven't seen it a ton well, of times. Wow, they kind of paid you know? a lot of money. They kind of paid money. I mean? but, and it's just so well done. But I thought it was just – It was a good commercial. I thought it was very, very witty. I loved the – you know, even the part, I literally – I think I chuckled when he was like – all right, go out and talk to the soccer moms. And I was like, yeah, soccer moms. And then the football fans came in. I was like, oh, this is getting good. But, yeah, I thought they, I thought they did really, really good on that. But it's funny because, you know, you said the soccer slash football and it immediately popped in my head. And I was oh, like, yeah. dude, what a really good commercial. I thought, I thought, that, so I thought they knocked it out of the park. Man. I enjoyed it. was it. really, really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. So 
getting into the knockout stages of, of the tournament, so that's when it starts to get really intense. Yeah, and good I'm actually, job, USA. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously a tough game against the Netherlands uh, on Saturday, but I'll be up early watching that before we get into UFC on ESPN 42 and the 15 fight card oh that we have. Lord. I'm actually uh, it's a good fight card, but it's a lot of fights. It's a good fight card. <laughs> Sean and Sean and Mick are like, who haven't we given a fight to? It's the end of the year. Who are we contractually obligated to give a fight? Let's put them on here. Let's get. Uh, hey, to be honest with you. There probably are some fights that were I'm made sure for that are. particular I'm reason. I'm sure there are, but there are some really good fights on there. I mean, it'd be one thing, it'd be kind of just tongue-in-cheek to say that that's why they did it, because when you look at the matchups, there's some really good matchups. Oh, there's some great matchups. Top match to bottom, and, and, it's and, really and good I don't card. mean that as an insult, but it's just yeah. it's honest truth, because now, in this ESPN era, now remember, we've got USC 282 next week, then we've got the December 17th yep. card, and then there's like a month, right? Yep. So if you don't, you know, that's a long stretch it's for guys that are probably like, dude, I don't want to wait until next year to get me yep. a, like, I please get me a fight. Like, I gotta pay yep. my taxes, bro. Or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's give me a, a fight. I mean, that's a huge part right there. I mean, like a lot of these guys. I mean, like when you're, you know, anybody that's an independent contractor and that sort of stuff. I mean, when they're not taking taxes out, you gotta have that money ready yeah. by the time the, the tax man comes around. And, and if you're thinking you're gonna, bill payment, dude. if you think that you're gonna get another little fight, and you start thinking like, oh, did I overspend? You know, that's that's the big rub of it. You know, but um that and that's a you know that's kind of a good this is these fights like this is a good chance to kind of go end the year strong and go in strong into the next year like this is your pretty much your last impression that you're going to leave on the matchmakers you know so i I guarantee everybody's chomping at the bit like let me be one of the last things that they think about going into the next year because if they're looking for stars if they're looking for people that they can promote what can i do to get in there and 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 Put my uh, put my name on the in the back of their mind, you know. Yeah, you do absolutely, man. You want a little momentum heading into next year, and and like I said, you want to get a little, uh, little extra that, money at the end of the year for that month break. And, and there happens to be that what's that thing at the end of the year where kids want all kinds yeah, of stuff? Yeah, you, yeah, know? you gotta, gotta buy your some wife, gifts. Your partner might want something. Gotta buy some oh, holiday yeah, gifts. <laughs> gotta buy some holiday gifts. Well, you wish. All right, so uh, UFC on ESPN 42, uh, Kevin Holland versus Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson in the main event. Good main event. Could be a lot of fun. Feels to me like a real crossroads type fight for Wonder Boy, man. It just, yep. you know, he's been the guy that's kind of not been as active lately, kind of had some losses, kind of been getting called out by people in the rankings being like, hey, man, why does he get to sit up here and keep this ranking when he's not staying active, he's yep. not fighting anybody? Yep. Um, and now, you know, he's facing this younger generation in Kevin Holland, and, man, this feels like a big moment in Wonder Boy's career. And, and I'll be honest, man, if it's, if it's vintage Wonder Boy, if he's still vintage Wonder Boy, I think he absolutely has the capability of getting this done because I don't see Kevin Holland wrestling him for the for five rounds. And that's I mean, we we've known from day one that's that's the way to beat Wonder Boy, right? He's gotta out wrestle him. I don't know that Kevin Holland not that he can't out wrestle him. I think yeah. he probably can, but it's not really like his thing. You know what I mean? Like he wants yeah. to go out there and bang. And uh, and, and so I think it could be a lot of shots. He might want to start. He might be, he might turn into a wrestler at some point if he, if he gets kicked upside the head. Uh, like those feet hurt. But I, but I I'm I'm taking Kevin Holland in this fight. But I yeah. just I feel like win or lose, we're gonna know a lot more about how much Wonder Boy has left in the tank after this one. I think you're completely right. I, I did pick Holland as well, and I think it's just more of just not his swagger. But I mean, we've seen he's got great power in his hands he, he tends to show up for these kind of fights it's in it's been in some of the really big ones where he's kind of fallen short but it's in fights like this where you know um maybe not as much as on the line he just has these incredible huge performances and i think mm-hmm. we're probably going to see another one of those but i mean how can you not like the wonder boy i mean like it's there's what's going to be funny about this is kevin's going to try to talk smack and try to do a little something have a little fun but you can't get into wonder boy's head right I mean, like he's just like yeah, that's ah, funny that's funny <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one i mean he's he's like sage northcup but like a man like his older brother <laughs> like his older brother, <laughs> his older brother. I, was, I was just like the only thing that keeps him from being sage northcup he's not like thanks mr <laughs> holland mr holland <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i mean that's going to be a fun one but yeah i mean i hope that fight is what it what it has every uh, earmark to be, which is just a stand-up, exciting, banging fight. Um, yeah. But I think if Steven is able to have that distance and, and Kevin doesn't pressure him, doesn't sort of keep it close range, and he lets Steven do all that karate taekwondo shit, you know, eat a few kicks upside the head, and Kevin's going to want to turn it into a wrestling fight. And if he does get him down the ground, I mean, we've seen, while he's not the, maybe the greatest wrestler, that's all the kid's been focusing on. You know, as of late, because he's realized that's the the biggest part where he's kind of has 
you know, sort of lacked if there was an area. He's got great hands. He's got good striking. Is his striking going to look as crisp and as, you know, as finessed as, as Stevens? No, but you don't need to if you're punching really hard in their right. face, you know. Um, but all he's been doing is working on his ground game. And um, I think at some point, if he just gets a hold of Steven, I think he'll get Steven to the ground. And I think he's going to have a pretty good time once he gets on top. I mean, I just don't. Not that we see a lot of people be able to keep Steven on the ground either. He's he's kind of wily in that where he's able to get up and get out of things and people have a hard time taking him down. But if Kevin does, Kevin's going to be in a big advantage. I mean, we've he's, we've seen him knock dudes out from his back. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I uh, I think it's going to be a fun fight. Like I said, I lean towards Kevin Holland. Now, this is, now Kevin Holland is a slight favorite uh, according to the odds makers, and I think that's 100% accurate. I was a little surprised at, at a couple of lines. I want to throw these out there to you. Rafael Dos Anjos – at minus 540 against Brian Barberino. That couldn't have started that way, was that it? That just seems a bit shocking to that me. That is, because I initially was going to go Barberino. I did go with uh, Dos Anjos on that one, but I don't remember the odds being that to, big. To your credit, uh, you're absolutely right. But even, it started at minus 325, and it's, it's now down to – I thought still it was like at two big, something. And now it's minus 540. I just I, – I don't know. And listen, Rafael Dos Anjos – Does that mean is, people put a lot of money on Barbarena? No, it means they were putting money on Dos Anjos, so they kept moving it higher and higher, higher and higher. So, so that people try so, to put the so money people, on the other side? Exactly. So at minus 320, people were playing the heck out. And, and I guess – I don't know. That's I mean, a good underdog pick. Right? That's a really good underdog pick. I feel to pick. me like a, a solid underdog pick. I mean, if Dos Anjos wants to come out and out-grapple him and you know, wrestle in jiu-jitsu and clinch – He's got to. He has to. He 100% has to. And if he does that – and it is completely possible, but – Bob is going to be swinging, man, and he yeah. gets in wars. And I, I don't know, man. I, I, Dos Santos is the rightful favorite, but I don't know. I was just a little bit surprised to see that one far. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And I'll tell you, the other one that surprised me actually was Mateos Nicolau at minus 380 or Schnell at plus 310. Now, listen, I know Schnell is a little bit um, unpredictable, might be. Snake bit might be another word. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It just seems to have things not always go his way. But um, I don't know, man. He's a, you know, you look at the losses that he has to Pantoja, to Bontarine, to Royville. Like, those are some solid those fighters. Good fighters, yep. And, you know, and he just had that banger against Sumadarji. So, I, I don't know, man. I was just – I was a little surprised by that one as well. I, again, I think the the favorites are the rightful favorites, but right. I was just a little bit surprised to see – to see the spread between them. Yeah, I'm I'm completely with because I did pick both of those guys, but yeah, I'm now looking at those odds. That's that's kind of crazy. Give us the update on the pick situation, by the way. Bro, I'm still up by nine. Nine, still nine. Nine. It was because it was close. Uh, this one I picked. Uh, obviously, we picked Kayla. I picked uh, C Sadabu. Yeah. Uh, got not that I got eat, lucky, but I kind of got lucky out. a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what was the other one I picked? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. But, yeah, it was going back and forth. I was like, Ugh, I gave one up here, got one back. But, yeah, I'm still up nine. And I think but my count, uh, there's what, counting this one? Three UFCs left, including this one. And then maybe like a Bellator there's a Bellator like left. So yeah. I think there was four total counting this one. <laughs> like, there, let's baby. go. That's, that's, that's a little, bit of, little bit of junkie history. Dude, that's kind I, of a – I do I remember like from, my, it. from my time there. I spent a brief amount of time yeah. at MMA Junkie, and I do recall uh, that, yeah, nobody's ever been a two-time winner. So yeah. this would be – I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I'm hoping I pad it a little more. I'm like, that's a pretty good lead. I don't know if anybody's went this deep into the season with that big of a lead, but I don't even want to think about it because I don't want to like jinx it or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, whew. I'm looking at some of the cats down below at the bottom. I'm like, y'all supposed to like be following this sport, like y'all journalists. I'm just the video dude. I was like, I'm smoking them. There's some I've got beat by like thirty some picks or thirty or forty. I'm like. Bro, you're not even in the game. Like, don't even talk to me. Talking trash. Don't even talk to me. (laughs) Talking trash. But, yeah, I I think I'm 10 up on, like, the the readers as well. Like, the readers always are good. Like, the readers always have been, like, uh, right there at the top with anybody that's won it. The readers haven't been far. So, they're still – I think they're tied with, like, what would be, like, our second place person or something. But, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm trying not to think about it too much. It's trying to stay the course. But, like, this one – uh, I did go Holland. I mean, I think I think he's the right choice over Steven. But, you know, like you said, you know, I think we're going to learn a lot about uh, Wonderboy on this. And he's the kind of guy that he'll keep fighting because he's in great shape and he's whatever. But, I mean, like, I don't think uh, if he's going to go in there trying to say, like, uh, I have title aspirations, I, I think those – that's been long gone, you know, for him. But he's still going to be able to, to fight at a, at a high level. But – one that I w- did kind of go back and forth on, and I'm wondering your thoughts, but uh, 
Tui Lasa and Pavlovich. Ah oh, man, I I I just hate to say it because how do you ever cheer against Tai Tuivasa? I mean, I Tai Tuivasa is it. forever in our hearts, That's it. <laughs> and we love him to death, and we love to see the shoey and all those great yeah. things. But Pavlovich is a monster. He's the real man. deal. He's the real deal. He's the real deal. Uh, and, you, and it's funny because I I think I, last time I was like. Don't ever bet against Ty, you know. Don't do it, you know. He's just gonna break your heart because then you you think you think you know the game. And you're like, there's no way this big guy is just gonna be able to. He doesn't look like he's even trained for it. He just got a chin, and then he goes out and win. This one, I'm like, oh, okay, he's going up against a guy that's really, really yeah. tough, really, really, really tough. tough. Uh, but I did go with Pavlovich. I can't. This one. I can't. And it's it's bad because it's one of those ones that like you're gonna get it right and you're gonna feel bad about yes. it. Yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> you're it. gonna feel bad. That's about it. it. That's you, it. You know, you'd rather you'd, you'd rather pick tie and lose and be like, well, I, I went with my guy. Well, that's the thing. I've I've homered <laughs> plenty of times and it hasn't worked in my favor. And I was ready to homer again. Uh, you know, with that last um, Derek fight, the Lewis fight. You know, because a lot of people were like, nope, this is Lewis is not gonna get this one. I was like, I don't care. You know, now it's like it's like the same way with like Fortis. I'm like, God, because if I pick against a Fortis dude, Safe's gonna come into the press room and just be like, Yo, what's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> so I'm like, eh. So yeah, I know I'm very well familiar with the uh, the home brain for a thing. But yeah, I mean, Ty's like, how can you not? I mean, like, I think you'd be hard pressed to find an MMA fan that doesn't like Ty. I mean, how could you? The shoeys are absolutely just disgusting, and I love watching every time he does it. You know, like it's the it's like when you watch that pimple popping show. You're just like, it's oh. so gross, but you can't take your eyes off. <laughs> Sir, it. I did not watch those. You haven't no. watch it once. You no, get hooked. No, no, uh, no, no. But like watching his last, like one of the shoes. I can't if it was when it was him or maybe Volkanovski or something. He pours the beer and he's like spinning it, and he's just like. Bleh. And then, uh, like, I'm watching it, though. I'm watching it. I'm like, it's yeah, the, the grossest thing Yeah, the part is ridiculous. It's I did, so gross. But I did crack up. I, I saw the UFC reposted that where, where like, that somebody in, in, a, in a press conference asked Ty, like, how many shoes he did. And he's like, I don't know. How many times the priest been to church? And <laughs> they were like, it was like, I just remember him delivering that That's line. That's more than just a few. cracking up, you know. Like, he's just a fun personality, He's so fun. Man. He's so fun. But I this, mean, is, this is a tough matchup It's for a him. tough. I mean, but this is, like, one of those ones where, you know, you, you pick with your brain. And then if Ty does get it, you just cheer all the same, you know, like you just take that L. Like if, if he if he's able to win and he gets a spectacular knockout, I'll be so happy for him. I don't care that, uh, you know, my pick would be wrong. But still, you know, I, at this point, you got to you got to pick smart. At yeah, least so now that we're getting gotta bring home, season, you got to bring it history. home, man. You got to You got to bring it home. Listen, the rest of this card looks like it should be fun. Nico Price versus Phil Rowe is on the prelims. That's good. That's I mean, a good one. <laughs> Angela Hill and Emily Dakota's there. Clay Guida and Scott Holtzman is on there. Michael Johnson and Mark Diakase like, What do you think about there? the Guida Holtzman? I know we're, we've always been big fans of Hot Sauce, but how can you also not be in love with Clay Guida? Well, that's, I mean, that's like, another one when I put the stylistic matchups together. I think I think that they pair up pretty well with each other. I feel like just Holtzman's kind of the younger, stronger version. Yeah. Um, but, dude, Clay Guida, I mean, Clay's been, you know, on our on our Fury grappling events a handful of times. And, yeah. he's, man, he brings the energy, you know, all oh, the yeah. time. And, and uh, he's just such a good dude to be Did around. Did you see that UFC clip that they just put out recently? It was like, there's only one Clay or something. And it shows him when he's like, he's always up there burping during the fight. You know, he's oh, clearing yeah. out his lungs. Oh, yeah, but they, it was, it it was, was like that. But <laughs> then it, The it, montage of burps? Burps and slaps beforehand. Oh, and there's one it. where he's getting slapped before, and, and it pans to this woman that's, like, right in the front row. She's just like, <gasps> Oh, her face. He's like, oh my god, and it's <laughs> like the funniest that. thing. And then it cuts to him like burping in the cage. And uh, I was like, it was really, really funny. It was a good. Editor. I don't know if it was on like a Twitter, or if it was on uh, Instagram or something, but it recently came out uh, on one of the the platforms, and I just just cried laughing. It was so good because that's Clay. Like that's what he just does. I mean, like it's funny because most people don't realize that some of the things that your body will react when you're up there doing stuff. And Clay's just one of those one that his body always he produces like gas and like the buildup and he just he's there's no polite way of getting rid of it gotta, he's just gotta like let like, it go so his coaches are chatting with he's just like so, and it's, it's are always good ones too <laughs> and they're bro. so loud they're dude it's it's funny because his brother uh jason has grappled for us a, a couple times if you're grappling as well and so it's always funny because he because clay gets to come out and slap him before the <laughs> yeah. grappling match and i was like is he gonna do it is he gonna do it like yes he's gonna do it you know incredible uh, so good. I but yeah, it. I mean that's that's another one. But yeah, I thought I thought of you on that one because I remember we've always been uh, good with Holtzman, and I know that he's still is he still under Ruby. I believe so, as far as I know. I, so. I don't know these up. Yeah, so. I, I I like Holtzman in that one. 
um, which I hate to say because it's another one where you just want to ride with Guido. Like I said, yeah. Michael Johnson, Mark DiCasey, Johnson. I mean, look at the veterans lined up in here. Yeah. Dude, John, I mean, Johnson's, Johnson's been a big underdog. Ever. I know. And, and, dude, he has. And we've and literally still, watched I, that kid we, grow up. I was going to say that, but we watched him grow up. Because when he came up. on, he was he was like the young, young cat. Just crazy. And it's not like he's now. even that old now. <laughs> he's not, but we've seen it all, man. Uh, dude, Jonathan Pierce versus Darren Elkins. It's an, it's an, <sighs> I think this might be – I think this is going to be an entertaining fight card, but for us old school fans, it might be one of those ones where you're feeling kind of sad. Yeah. Because, like, like, Darren Elkins is the man, dude. Yeah. Like, he's – but Jonathan Pierce is a stud, dude. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, Elkins is a big underdog. Now, he's a big Elkins, underdog. You know, Elkins has, has done some crazy underdog stuff before, but, I mean, yeah. I think Pierce is the real deal. So. You're right. It never it never gets easier watching him take a, take a beating. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Watching him take the damage is never easy because we've seen him take some damage. But, man, how can you not like that dude? But, yeah, Jonathan Pierce is the real deal. But I think that one's going to be – I mean, how can those fights not be just a banger? A little surprised to see Cortez and Hebus on the prelims. So was I. That's weird. I mean, A, they're ranked. B, just the marketability between I – mean, I don't know. It's a little bit little Did bit she and um, Brian tie the knot? I don't know. Because I saw uh, it made it in our Slack channel. I think she's changed her handle to Tracy Ortega. Oh, on, really? Like, so maybe they got married. I don't know. Maybe so. I mean, why would you change it if you didn't? Yeah. You but know. I don't remember anybody reporting or saying anything on it or whatever. I don't remember that either. Well, but congratulations if you did. Yes, congratulations. If not, Two beautiful well, people. They're gonna have some lovely kids. Oh, lovely. Lovely Absolutely kids. Lovely. <laughs> Listen, not the only MMA this weekend, of course. One championship is back. Uh, you've got the double event cards. And once again, man, I think, um, you know, I, I, again, the, the one on Prime video, man, on Friday nights, you've got to be checking these out because it's, yeah. in, it's in prime time. And there's some good matchups on there. You're going to see the debut of Roberto Soldich is on there. And he's facing a monster in uh, Murad Ramazanov who's undefeated. So, I mean, Soldich came in. I talked to him earlier this week, and I was like, dude, like, you didn't – they couldn't give you like a warm up <laughs> fight or something, man. He's like, I don't. He's like, I want the best. He's like, I came here for a reason. I want the best in the world. It's awesome. Uh, Cade Ruotolo's on there as well yeah, in, in that a grappling match. Ruotolo is an absolute monster. I mean, a, a, a baby, but it's just an absolute phenom. And of course, you got the the main event there with the light heavyweight world title on the line with RDR and Anatoly Malikin. So that's that's the Friday night one, which, like I said, I definitely think is worth checking out because you definitely can actually some see mm-hmm fights on there as well. They they, they just, know they know they, how to do that as well. They serve certainly know how to do it. They uh, do it very well. The Saturday morning card, <laughs> 164. Jared Brooks is on there. Uh, Brandon Vera, a notable name on there. As well. but, uh, yeah. Jared Brooks is world-class, man. Yep. But uh, I understand that one's a little bit harder to watch it at you know 5 a.m. So maybe you catch the, the replay of that one. But uh, at least catch the Friday card. Yeah. I mean, how fun. I mean, that's again, it's going into another weekend. Like, if you got nothing else to do, there's plenty of MMA to keep you busy and occupied. And I love it because they're not all like up against each other. You know, you've yeah. got you've got the Friday night card. I, I hate when it's all on at one time and you're like, how am I even going to watch all of this? Yeah. But you can actually watch all of it. The other one that will overlap is if you want to watch uh, BKFC 34. That's on Saturday night as well, so that will overlap uh, the UFC event a little bit. But some some great fights on there, and actually did some interviews with some BKFC guys this week. Uh, I didn't talk to Luis Palomino. I've talked to him before. Obviously, that's the main event. Everybody knows Luis Palomino from his MMA days, but he's tearing it up. He's number one pound for pound over at BKFC. Um, but talked to a, a guy named Tom Schof, um, who uh, I, I just loved his attitude, and I loved his – um, I don't know, kind of his growth, I guess. He started out at like one and three in BKFC, but like kept improving and is on a little run there. And uh, and now is, you know, fighting the number one pound for pound guy for the title. And then uh, Francesco Ricci versus David Mundell for the uh, for the co-main event. Um, there's some other notables on there as well. Uh, one of the Liebarger twins is on there. So, um, you know, some BKFC as well uh, is something to watch. So that's kind of the, the major stuff this weekend. And then of course, next week we'll get into USC 282, the payout, the, uh, pay payout, the power, no payout for us. It's just a pay-per-view I should say. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, the final pay-per-view of the year out here in Las Vegas. And, uh, I did find out today and I don't know if you're aware of this, but, uh, our man Simon head is going to be in town. So I did just by accident. Did you by accident? I sent him a, I sent, uh, I hadn't removed him from my, uh, distro list on, um, uh, inside my Outlook, so I sent some message because there was about like some Gannett training for, that they send every once in a while, like training for journalists, and it has just you sent that to things. me too, by the way. If you want to, ta- yeah, did you really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I didn't see your I email. Like, huh, I, I, I wonder I think- if I should sign up for these Gannett training <laughs> courses. I was like, <laughs> I, I swear, I, I did a quick once over after I saw that. I was like, I wonder who else is on there, and I didn't see your name, but. My name probably just blends in the background. Well, there was so like used to see ten. Pe- well, I guess that would make sense. 
Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll go and clear it out. I didn't say anything, but it kind of. I mean, not like I'm going to do anything. But no, he's because he sent me back. Up. He's like, hey, I don't think I'm going to sign up for it. But hey, by the way, I'll be in town. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's great. Yeah. So he's going to be in. I think he said he gets in Wednesday. Uh, obviously, he's uh, part of the Fighters Only organization right now. So he's uh, going to be helping out with the Fighters Only MMA Awards. So he's going to be really busy Wednesday and Thursday. So I'd, I'd love to get him on. The, maybe we can get him on a and a half podcast because uh, I doubt we can get him on the full version because I know he's going to be tied up with the World MMA Awards. But um, maybe we can get him I mean, on how one. busy can that be? <laughs> I mean, it's an undertaking, bro. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there, of course, on uh, on uh, Thursday night as well. So I don't know if they still have tickets available or not if, if you're in town. But uh, it's at the Sahara this year. So, um, you know, it had been taking place because of COVID. It had been taking place in um, like a TV studio, basically, uh, which was cool of them to continue to do it. Um, but, you know, they, they missed that big kind of – feel of a, of a theater and a crowd and all that so it's gonna be back to that first time uh in a long time because of that damn old COVID so the, the 14th annual fighters only world MMA awards Thursday December 8th but UFC 282 all the big news obviously everybody talking about the the main event switch up uh you know I, I guess the one thing I wanted to say and I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast know and understand this um I will say I am a little gutted for Glover to share it, and I'm going to be real interested to see what yeah. the UFC does. But I think you have to understand both perspectives on this because I've seen a lot of people – I've seen some people – not many people going at Glover because obviously Glover's a legend, but I have seen a couple people saying like, ah, man, like how come you take one fight but not the other yeah. fight? Well, bro, that, that's that's a, a respected veteran who's making a wise decision and saying, dude, I'm not yeah. taking a world title fight against a completely different opponent on two weeks' notice in what may be my final fight against yeah. a much younger, you know, devastating dude. Like I want proper time to prepare. So I 100 respect. 100% respect what Glover Teixeira did. But, you know, as people like to do, they like to go at the the UFC and, oh, they did them dirty, et cetera, et cetera. I think you just got to understand the UFC, man, they need a title fight in their paper. They have, to have, they, they have to have a title fight. No, no disrespect to Jared Gordon and Patty Pimblett, yeah. but if you put that the up as your main event, they needed a title fight. I think they did yeah. what they had to do. So this is one of those situations where I just don't think either party is in the wrong and, and, and you know, I guess it's it's way it's way better to have a hot take and be like f you or f you or whatever. But I just think if you really look at it and understand, look, they have to have a title fight in their main event, and this was the way to get it done. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with you. I mean, I just to just to be one of those guys, I think if I had to lean on one side, if somebody was like, well, I have to assign blame to somebody, I I I totally understand why the UFC did what they did. Uh, but of course, you're like, man, that's Glover, you know, like the dude had it you would think that they would give him the opportunity but 100 percent, this card would absolutely be gar i don't want to say garbage yeah, you don't say gar- no it's a good card it's a good but card it's, but it's a difference yeah, between a fight have, night and a pay-per-view yeah. right because everybody been like why the hell is this a pay-per-view if you don't have a title fight on this everybody would be like why is this a pay-per-view you're going to end the year on this like yep. uh no yeah no thank you yeah you know, because um, that's the kind of thing when somebody was like, okay, I'm going to pay seventy nine ninety nine for this, or I could have, you know, everybody was like, should I have paid that pay-per-view for P- PFL? I was like, uh, PFL had six titles. <laughs> right. This didn't have one right. until they made this one happen, you know. I just thought, and I, I just thought it was interesting, too, about the whole fact of it, uh, of it being a vacant you know, did did Yuri feel like he had to make it vacant? Why could they have not done an interim? Did the UFC force his hand? Uh, That's weird. I will say that part of it is weird too, because super weird. Like, you know, okay, and I guess you know, and hopefully, I, I put in a request to talk to Dana, so hopefully, we can get some more details on kind of their thought process. We'll we'll see. Sometimes he does media, sometimes he doesn't. Um, on what that was, because yeah, I mean, let the guy at least have the surgery first, right, or see yeah. where you're. I mean, like, what's the? I mean. The they, most gruesome injury, but then when I see him on his Instagram, I'm like, he doesn't look like he's really in pain, or he looks like he's just like, hey, guys, I'm super sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where's the, the – the, I, I want to see weird. him in a hospital bed because right now. It, you know? I mean, of all the times we've criticized the UFC for going like, why did you do an interim? Like, this is dumb. Like, this is a situation this is where you go, do oh, okay. okay, I get it. Like, yeah. this is the one time, all right, I understand. Almost like if they're like, oh, well, people want to buy it if it's an interim title, you know, I mean – done it before done it before it's still the same fight do you think the ufc should have said okay so if, if glover said listen i'll fight yon but i'm not fighting magomed unless you give me an extra month do you think the ufc should have gone like okay then we'll give it to yon because i think they really wanted ankle live in the title fight because of the win streak that he's on because yeah. of the rankings he's at and and i think i do think ankle live is i mean he was the guy that we all thought was most deserving right but we all said okay but glover 
the yeah. rematch. That was so entertaining, you know. Yeah. So fine, but like if they had just said, "Nah, I ain't live," you got to keep waiting. That do you think they should have like done that, or do you think that that's that would have been wrong too? No, but I can see the the fact that they want to push Ankalaev. They, I mean, this is the guy that he's yeah. been just pushing. I mean, you don't want to lo- have him take a loss and lose the momentum and lose the possibility of what he can become if it's not for like a title, you know. Um, but you know, if Glover was at the point where he wasn't wanting to, you know, to to do the fight anytime sooner, it does ultimately boil down to the fact that like this card had to have a title thing. If they were going to have to have it, is is it, you know, I'm glad it is Ankalaev because I think this is the guy that most people think is a future champ anyway, so it's good to get in there. I want him to be in there against somebody. Right. It felt weird that it's kind of Jan because it's just like, where, where did Jan come back into the picture? You right. know, I'd rather, I would have loved if it was Glover in that, but I understand why Glover would be like, wow, this is, you're, you're, you're throwing me against the dude that's supposed to be there anyways, but yeah. and you want me to do it on short notice. It kind of makes it feel like he was the B side and they were kind of putting him up to kind of just take that loss and give it to the other one. So if you're going to do I that, think at least the guy they, me, they've had to have in there. Yeah. Out of, out of all the ones out of the yeah. possibility of the three guys that are there, he's the guy, he's the guy that had to be in there just for the fact of, He's just one. He brings a huge fan base as well. But yep. I mean, he's just bringing an incredible record. This is the guy that everybody's talking about. Every training partner that's trained with him is just like, this guy's an absolute monster. And I think most fighters understand that this guy, whether it wasn't now, um, next year he probably would have been fighting for a title regardless. Um, but I think out of the the three different guys out there, I think it's the right one. They just didn't want to wait on it because they had to have a title. Um, I would love to see Glover be able to be rewarded and get that fight, but I can understand why they didn't want to wait. Now let me give you one potential silver lining, right? Glover Teixeira wanted to have his final fight at Madison Square Garden, right? Obviously, this was if it was going to be his final. Now he didn't say necessarily it has to be a final fight, but you know, probably the final fight. Uh, this was going to be Las Vegas. The only bright thing I'll say this, because again, I do feel bad for Glover to share it. I understand his perspective, man. I yeah. don't blame one bit. But we are hearing um, that MSG is pushing for two events next year. They'd like to host two Yussi events next year. And you, yeah. and you think that November one, that's pretty much automatic. So you wouldn't think they'd want to do like September in November or something like that. You'd think they'd probably want to go like in the springtime, right? If we're doing one in the winter, let's do one in the spring. So maybe like in April or May. Now, I haven't heard an exact date yet. But, uh, you know, I'm guessing maybe like an April or a May pay-per-view at Madison Square, Square Garden as well. That puts – I think that would put him right on pace, right? That, against, and he's still against, right there at the top. And like he's still he right there. Lose, yeah. I, I can see if, if – I mean, if, if Ankalaev or Jan, whichever one comes out victorious, uh, you know, on December 10th, if you said to them, hey, man, we'd like to have your next fight just so you know so you can start preparing, it's April 17th at, at Madison Square yeah. Garden. That's what we're planning. Four months – that's perfect, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's a good turnaround. So, yep. um, so I'm, I'm trying especially to look at Yuri's, the silver lining because Yuri's, if it's the most grotesque, you know, whatever thing that Dane has ever seen, he's not going to be ready by that time, anyways. Exactly. You know, so I mean, it makes sense that Glover would get that shot, and I think that'd be a fight that people are into, and it keeps the kind of the ball rolling. So hopefully, they did sort of say something along those lines. Um, but I can see, I mean, Glover preparing for Yuri, and then having to take a short notice to Uncle Ive. That uh, that sucks. Yeah, that's a terrible. Fight. I agree. That's a terrible switch up. So a I can see why. Send off fight. Yeah, <laughs> because it can be it can be an absolutely devastating bad loss. Like he's going to want to go in there completely prepared because Uncle Av is he's a completely different beast uh, than all those other cats. You know, Glover tasted year. He knows what that one's like. Yep. You know, so he could have been ready for that one. You throw that back short term, he's ready to go because he knows what he's going to be. But this is a whole different thing. So. Um, I like that idea. I mean, I think. I mean, I think it's a perfect, um, and it'd be a great send off. And at least on that, it'd be on his terms where he's at, at least the venue. And, right. You know, he has time to prepare right for down it, the road from where he lives. But it's at least at the, the, the venue iconic that he wants. Venue, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm hoping. It's. I think it's going to look like. Well, it's, I think it, we're all a little frustrated for Glover. I, I yeah. think it's going to look up a little. Bit. Are you thing. picking? Are you picking? I know we're going to get ahead of it, but. Well, I'll probably pick Ankalaev. I am yeah. completely. Yeah. I am completely. I mean, I know Polish power is always is always there, but um, this kid's this kid's on a different level. Um, I don't know, and that's just going off. That's just not us saying. And this is what his training partners, and this is what other people that have seen the guy. And we've watched the guy fight. I mean, like there's times that I've watched him and did some sparring when I was there, uh, shooting and filming some other guys, and. Uh, 
I still feel like he's just growing. He's he still is. growing into himself. Yeah. He's still getting better. And if he's this good right now, man, this this kid's going to get – he's going to be good, man. Just so you know, I'm looking at the odds history, and it looks like it opened with Anki Live at minus 200 and was immediately bet down to minus 250. So everybody's wow. like, yeah, give me that all day long. So, uh, yeah. Well, we'll get into all that next week, of course. Maybe we'll have a hot tea around. We'll see how his schedule looks. And uh, maybe for the and a half over here at patreon.com slash the MMA Road Show, maybe we'll see if we can rouse uh, Simon Head into, into speaking a little bit on that. Last thing I did want to – I just wanted to mention it, uh, this Conor McGregor thing. Obviously, <laughs> it, you know, he's basically addressing everything publicly now and has essentially admitted to, you know, I, you know if, if you read between the lines that, you know, I got, I got out of the testing pool because I needed to take some stuff to heal my leg and, uh, you know – you know, we talked about this on the show before, and I told you guys, like, listen, you can't hate on Connor for using the system to his advantage. Now, you know, if you hate the rule, the fact that people can get out of it and, and get back in, um, I get that. I think six months of testing is probably enough. Yeah. But I will say this, you know, and Connor has said, hey, he's come out and said, hey, man, I got to get back in. I got to do two tests, and then we're good to go. And I know USADA told ESPN, hey, we don't think it's likely that he's going to be granted an exemption. Um I, I, I will say if, if he comes back and it's only two tests, I will have a problem with that. If he comes yeah. back and there's six months, with I don't have a problem with that's the, that's the system. Already that's right the, now what he's kind of done skirting it on the outside has kind of been a little bit outrageous. But it's like I think most people are like, okay, you did what you did. The, the USAD allowed it. The, they wouldn't even answer questions when, right. when asked, like, is he in the pool? What's going on? Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, fighter, blah, 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 privacy, yada, yada, whatever, BS. Do the six months. Yeah. Do it right. You know, just at least act like you are playing by the same rules that everybody else has to. You know, like uh, he's already, you know, he's he's got that McGregor favor. You know, he's able to go in and get title fights when he's not supposed to have title fights, other stuff. But in this particular one, if there was ever something that was set to create an even playing field, it's this. Yeah. It's the testing window. You know, it's yes. not being able to go in there with anything enhancing and not – you know, skirting the system. I mean, look at the guy now. He doesn't even look the same. I'm not just talking about his body. Look at his face, his jaw structure. Everything looks different. And it'll be crazy if in February or March you take pictures and it looks, again, different yeah. because his body's changed. But he just looks so completely swollen, so different. I, the, it just boils down to it's supposed to be a level playing field. It's great you got money and you got training that you could eat the best things and do whatever. But we know that that wasn't just the case, you know. But it's understandable. You had to rehab your body. You had to do other stuff. That's great. But then just do your six months and get back in when it's whatever, you know. Like, I think that would be a lot better for the system because then people, you know, I think this has another point for people to just be like, why are we following the rules if not everybody has to, you know? Like, yep. what's the point? That's why I just – I do not want to see an exemption granted here. It's no, it's nothing against Connor. Like I said, these are the rules that are in place. Yeah. He played by the rules. I got out of the testing pool, and then I'll get back in when I'm ready to compete. And I said it before, you know, when Anderson Silva broke his leg. And then I, I said, look, if he had just come in and said, man, I'm 40 years old, I broke my leg, I wasn't sure I was going to be the same again, I took yeah. this stuff to get better, I think everybody would go, The UFC should have just you. made that as part got of their you. treatment plan. I understand. Like, you know? guys – if you're willing to step out of the, the, the testing pool, this is the best way for you to get back in there. Can you just say, hey, I'm going to take out six months, get your exemption, and just go away? I'm okay with it, but you, but you can't get an exemption when you come back in. Because yeah. if the, if the, what, what would the exemption be? Is like, well, I told you I was going to take illegal stuff. Would that be the exemption? Yeah. Like, I just, It doesn't make sense to yeah. me. So I, I have no problem with him doing what he did. I understand that he's trying to heal his body correctly and probably needs something a little extra good to do it. Cool. But do the six we're gonna months. Give, yeah, we're going to give you six more do months to heal months. it up. you got to do keep the six healing. months to do it. So that, that's all I want to say about yeah. it. I want to see there, there has to be the six months moving forward. And, it just and seems fair because, I mean, do you – I'm in no rush to see him fight. No. I like the, I like when Connor fights. Yeah, of I love I love the whole fight. But there are matchups you have to see yeah. right now. Or, you know, there's I inter, can wait six there's months. There's great things you can put. But yeah. I can wait six months. And he certainly can wait six months for a paycheck. Yeah, he's doing all right. He's doing okay. He's, he's doing, doing okay. Right. He can spend time with the family and work on that rehab. And the, <laughs> and the other thing, too, is I, – I, and I think this is maybe something we need to start talking to you, Saad, about is – and I kind of always had a problem with it, but now I really have a problem with it, and you touched on it, is the fact that – and I get why they – I get medical uh, privacy to a degree, but I just don't think it should be that difficult. Like when you're in, when you're talking about transparency, and that's what we're right. trying transparency. Simply 
answering a question of whether a person is in the testing pool or is not in the testing right. pool should not be something that you can't reveal. Right. Now, can you say, you know, I understand. Because that's not giving any information. None. I'm not asking you, can you tell me the results of his latest test? None. I just need all. to know, is he is actually he part of the testing pool or right. not? You know what I mean? And and look, and I've heard right. a lot of fighters come out and say, and aptly so, that you know, one of the things that some of the fighters I've heard they're most pissed about is if he's not even in the pool, then how can he be in the rankings? How does he get right. to tape up one of those numbers? And I agree with that. If you're right. not in the pool, then you are not eligible to compete, and you absolutely should not be in the rankings. So I, I, he should not be eligible to be ranked. And, and again, so this boils down to transparency. Yep. And again, I, I know a lot of people are really, you know, yeah, I know USADA. I think USADA is doing their best to be on the up and up. You know, I mean, I, I really do. You know, Jeff Nowitzki strikes me in every conversation I've ever had with him as a guy who is committed to being as on the up and up as humanly possible whatsoever. That's just who he is as a person. But I think a change that needs to be made is they should at least be able to answer is a man or woman in the testing pool or not. Yeah. Period. I mean, they have clear, clear rules that say – for this reason or this reason, they can be out of the pool. Right. If it's clearly stating like that, you should be able to say, okay, whether somebody's following those guidelines or not. If you can't answer whether somebody has, has stayed true to what you actually specified and say, how am I to trust anything else you say at that point? Because yep. then at the point, we're just like, oh, we're just taking your word on it? Yep. When you don't say anything? Like, yep. you know, that's it's just not fair. I mean, they're obviously playing favorites, and you want them to just – stick it straight. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing they can do to, to kind of clear that sort of wishy-washy black eye that they've been leaving is just to force them to do the six months like everybody else yes. or allow everybody else to just take the, the, the quiet back door. Because if he didn't file the necessary paperwork to kind of step away and you just did it as a favor. Well, I'm and I would assume that he filed the necessary paperwork. But if they grant him an exemption to come back in, like I, I will say that will be a huge tarnish in their reputation of yeah. of being on on you know the honest uh, on the up and up and being honest and about everything because that yeah. that to me like I just I, again I don't understand the, the what would be the exemption like I told you guys that I was going to take this stuff so therefore I shouldn't it's okay like no yeah. if you stepped out then you need six months to step back in period yeah. you know and I, I don't know to me that should be pretty cut and dry so uh, I'm going to and again this is nothing as Conor McGregor I'm not saying he did anything wrong he's playing exactly by the rules yeah. But let's make sure the rules get played by. Yeah, you know what I mean. Same so. thing. Just, just want it fair. You want everybody to be have a, a, a level playing, a field. level playing field. 100%, everybody man. should be able to do the same thing. Hundred percent, man. All right. Well, listen. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us this week. As always, you know, if you if you enjoyed the discussion, you can take some time to rate, review us, leave us some feedback on wherever you're logged in and listening to. That would be fantastic. If you want to step your game up to the next level and support us over at Patreon.com/slash/MMARoadShow, where it's for a little as three dollars a month, you can help support the show. And, and it, it does support the show. And it does support the show. <laughs> and it does uh, include keeps the lights on. Exclusive it keeps access. Keeps the website up. That's right. We got we got some bills due that we're, <laughs> we're that, that we're paying. So uh, keep exclusive access to that. The, the and a half episodes that we do uh, certainly would appreciate it. But uh, most of all, if you can't do that, we, we, we you know just just keep doing what you're doing. Keep yeah. tuning in every week. Tell yeah. people to tune in. Tell people to give us a listen. It's just two fun guys having some MMA. <laughs> Couple fun guys. <laughs> so for all of you there. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thanks for listening.